thrilled that you're acknowledging Jesus with me today. And so let's do that, Jesus. We invite your presence here today. We thank you for showing us what you're thinking, what's on your mind, and um, just giving us the realization of what is going to happen. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Um, he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So he's telling us, clearly warning us that we could be calling him Lord, thinking we're going to move in with him that day, have eternal life with him. And just notice, this is our temporary life here. It's only a short time. And as we're here, we're to be getting ready for that eternal life with him. And so, verse 22, many will say to me on that day, but Lord, we prophesied in your name. We, we driven out demons in your name. We did many mighty works in your name as to say what, what Jesus is saying is they're arguing with me. They thought they were doing the thing that they needed to do to have eternal life, but really they weren't. That's a scary thing to think that you're doing right and you're not. Verse 23, and then I will say to them openly and publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. And so what, what he, he is saying is on that day, because you disregarded what he said, he's going to say, I didn't know you. Uh, I think it was like a year or two ago when... Um, I was writing, and he gave me a glimpse of what that looks like, his pain. And he, he showed me how he turned his head, and he said, away from me, I never knew you. Because it hurt him so much to have to say that. And I could only imagine his pain because he loves us so much. And then just recently... Just recently, um, I first want to say I have this this picture I had made up, and you maybe saw it, and said Jesus is sad, and that's where that came from. He was showing me how sad he was that many will perish on that day because they're just taking for granted that they're going to move in with him, don't really know him, disregard his commands. And still they think they're going to move in with him that day. And he was saying, how sad that day is going to be for him. And in Peter, he said, he's putting off coming because it hurts him that we're not getting ready. And he's trying to give us time to get ready. Just like in the day of Noah, God forgot about Noah for five months. He was so sad of what had happened and it's going to happen again. The earth is going to burn. God has to start over again because of the evil in the world. And so just giving me that, that glimpse of the pain that he felt by a, a knowing in my life, someone who's going to perish, more than one person, and how much I love that person, those persons, how much... I love them. You know, I couldn't feel his love 
for the people that are going to perish because I didn't know them, but I could only imagine his pain. Now recently, he's showing me people in my life that I love dearly and how they're separating from him. They're disregarding his command and they will perish. And it hurts so bad because I know and love these people. And he, they're disregarding him. They know what he said. They, they know the word, yet they don't care. They want that thing in their life more than they want him. And you know, people think it's so easy. All they have to do is say this prayer. God loves everyone. I'm a good person. Um, I hope God chooses me. All, all kinds of theories and reasonings people have. And Jesus is just saying, you know, if you just are going to reject me, even though I tell you this truth, if you're going to reject me anyway, I have to reject you that day. And it hurts me. You know, people in your life that are not following Jesus, it hurts. It hurts you to see the choices that they're making and how they're separating. You know, God showed me he's separating already. And I could see that he was separating those that I love as those who won't enter into the kingdom of heaven if they don't make a quick change. They're rejecting Jesus. You know, the closer you get to him, the more he shows you, the more you can see in the kingdom. And for him to show me that made me sad for days. To, to see that they're, they're, they, they know what to do, they've heard the truth, yet they're looking back and saying, well, this is better. I can't see eternal life. I think, you know, I'll probably make it. And don't realize the consequences of the choices that they're making. And, and many people think, well, I have time, I have lots of time. But we don't know that. We don't know how long we have. And, you know, when Jesus came, he just put it out there. And by putting it out there, you realize you got to make a choice. You know, we're also concerned about chasing people away. But really, we're doing what we're doing is we're making them think that the choices that they're making are okay. And as adults, as Christian adults, this came to mind. If you lead one of these children astray, you might as well just tie a millstone around your neck and jump into the sea. When we're not telling people the truth, when we're just compromising even ourselves. We're not telling them the truth. We're saying, it's okay. You can do what you want. Everybody goes to heaven, but Jesus is clearly saying not. Not everyone who calls me Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father, only those who take me seriously, who will do my commands. And his commands aren't hard. It's just a way of life that we have to live to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We have to put him first. 
trust him, believe that what he's telling us to do is for our good. When he tells us not to do something, it's because he's warning us, he's preparing us for eternal life. If you want to live with me, then you got to do life my way. You have to put off that sin, not just say, what's well, okay? It's all right. You know, many say that um, God meets me where I'm at, and, and, and he does, but many use that as an excuse to compromise the word, to not move on. And on that day where you're at is going to be the consequences of the choices that you made. So on that day, if you're the one who disregarded his command and said, well, I'm just going to do this. I think it's, I think it's going to be okay. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think he's just going to meet me where I'm at on that day. He's going to meet you exactly where you're at because that's the time limit. When he comes is when judgment will be. He said he's going to have to say, away from me, I never knew you. It's not a chance that you want to take. He's warning you ahead of time. You're hurting him when you walk away from him. You're hurting him when you compromise what he said. When you twist what he said to your liking. When you persecute him. And yes, you're persecuting him when you persecute those who are working for him. When you reject him now, you're making it so he has to reject you then because you put aside his precepts. You turned away from him. Yeah, I know what you said, but I don't want to do that. I know what you said, but I choose to do this anyway, because I want to. And, you know, Jesus said to me one day, he said, everyone thinks they're moving in with me one day, but they don't agree with me. They don't have time for me. And so how does that make you want to move in with him? And he also said, some of them don't even like me. I mean, people think that just because they go to church twice a week that they have a place with Jesus, that they're going to enter into eternal life. And he's made it really clear to us that that's not true. And so if you disregard even that fact, there's not going to be any arguing on that day. And it hurts him. Just imagine someone you love and knowing that they're not going to make it. How that would tear you up on the inside. That's how he feels. I remember when my mom wanted to go. She wanted to go be with Jesus. But I could see that's not where she was going. Because she had unforgiveness in her life. She's compromising the word. I know you said to forgive, but I can't. And sometimes I know 
you said to forgive, but I don't even realize I didn't forgive. So you, you can't have the, the complete, clear knowing of what your sin is without Jesus telling you. That's why if you keep ignoring him and rejecting him, how's he going to tell you? Eventually, he's just going to walk away because you're not listening. He's not going to argue with you. You're making the choice. So my mom went to him and he said, you got to forgive. You're not ready to move in yet. And he's saying to many of you today listening, you're not ready to move in yet. You're compromising my word in one way or the other. You think you're moving in and you're going to be arguing with me that day? And so I'm telling you ahead of time the way it's going to be so you can get it right. He's telling you today that not everyone enters in, but those who do his will. That means you don't compromise the word. You don't put off what he said. And know that if you call yourself a Christian, how you live your life, you're role modeling to others how to live their life, especially if you're affecting children. Tie a millstone around your neck and jump in because that, your, your judgment is going to be horrible for not teaching your children the truth. And that's sad. And for those of us who are teaching the truth, there is so much persecution with that, so much rejection, because people don't want to know or hear the truth they want to think everything they think and do is okay and Jesus wants you to know ahead of time it's not okay if you have sin in your life get rid of it if you don't know if you have sin go to him he said he'll correct you he loves you but you can't just be walking blindly and you can't be the blind leading the blind either there's going to come a time and time is up and you can't say, he's going to meet me where I am on that day, because that's not what he said. He didn't say that. We say that. We have that little thing that we say, well, he meets us where we're at. And he does. This is a time of grace. He's loving. He's kind. But if you reject him, you're rejecting him even being able to help you right where you're at. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But if you don't go to him, how can he meet you where you're at? If you think you know it, if you have your own opinion, if you don't have the Holy Spirit helping you to be recreated in his likeness, to teach you, to guide you, how are you going to get there? You're not. How is he going to meet you where you're at? He can't. Because you're disregarding him. You're rejecting him. You're not acknowledging him. Salvation is by acknowledgement. Lord, I humble myself before you. I'll do anything you want me to do. I want to live with you forever. I want to marry you. That's what you're saying. He's saying, will you marry me? 
And if you say yes, then you give up all that other stuff that he's saying no to because that stuff is going to take you to hell. The word tells us the consequences of our sin is hell. So why does everybody think they can do what they want and, and still love Jesus? Because they don't know word. They don't know the word. They're not looking at the word. They don't want to know the truth. People are hanging on to this life as if it's forever. And then ignorantly think that if they do happen to go, or if Jesus does happen to come, or maybe they don't believe that, that everything will still be good because of a lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's ignorance that um, people make choices by. They don't have time. They're too busy. They got to do this, that, and the other thing. I don't have time to look at the word. So I just listen to what people say, and then I put two and two together, and, and I'm living my life on a thread. That's what you're doing. You don't know what's going on until Jesus shows you. And when you seek him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, when you care about what he cares about, he's going to start showing you what he cares about and his feelings, his compassion for us. And I just want to say to you, when he actually showed me that pain that he had by allowing me to, to see someone in my, my life, people in my life that are turning away from him, that are even turning away from me, and how he had to let go away from me, I never knew you. And how he's telling me that I have to let go. On that day, if there's no change, I have to let go. And that is so painful. And that's why, you know, if you're somebody watching, like, why do you talk about Jesus all the time? Why can't you just stop? Because I love you. And I can see in the spirit what's happening. And I do everything I can. Jesus is going to do everything he can to save you from eternal damnation. So take the warning as love. He loves you. That's why he's not here yet. Because you're not listening. You don't care. You don't understand the consequences of your choices. And he wants to make that really clear before he comes so that you don't perish. When Jesus shows you something in the Spirit, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I didn't know how he was feeling until I felt it myself. So, you know, um, the other thing I need to mention is many people do choose Jesus, and then when things get tough, they turn back. And what Jesus is saying is, when you turn back, you're turning back into your old, to your old life thinking you want that more than what's ahead and because you can't really see it 
until he shows it to you. But if you realize that what's ahead is good and turning back, what you're really doing is rejecting Jesus and saying no. And so there's things and people that we have to let go of. And even though it's painful, we can't turn back. Can't turn back. And as we as we move forward and are strong in our faith, that will have an effect on those who are perishing. You can still have an effect on them by being strong in your faith and not giving in to the enemy trying to pull you back and choose them over God. You don't think that you will, but love is so strong that it just tears you apart on the inside to watch what they're doing to the point where you almost feel like giving up. But you can't, because if you give up, they'll never see the truth. So that's what I have for you today. And I would just like to encourage you to ask Jesus to show you. Ask him to show you how it's going to be. Ask him to share his feelings with you. And even open your eyes to those around you who are perishing so you can have more compassion for them. So that it doesn't feel so much like them rejecting you. But know that they're rejecting eternal salvation, eternal life with Jesus. You know, when they reject us, it does hurt, especially if you love them. It hurts so much. But realize that you got to be strong and keep pushing forward past that pain. Even though I believe that pain goes with it, the, the, the grieving of watching them turn away, like Jesus felt away from me, I never knew you. That can inspire us to, to forget about ourselves and our feelings and our pain, that how they're rejecting us and keep pushing forward to be that light in their life to make that difference somehow, some way. Keep praying for them and asking Jesus to go ahead and, and work it all out. Pray for those that you love. Pray for them without ceasing. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, it has everything to do with heeding his voice, then he would come and live on the inside of you. He would dine with you. If you don't heed his voice, you're, you're, you're being your own God or heeding the voice of the enemy. And he can't do in your life. He won't, he won't live there unless you will heed his voice. And so you can pray. So I want to heed your voice. Come live on the inside of me. I want you to prepare me to live with you. I commit. I humble myself before you. I commit to obey you. But I need your help. You can pray that anytime. And he will, and he will manifest 
himself to you once you start obeying him. And he'll start showing you things that you need to know so that you can make it so that you can have eternal life. Let's pray. Jesus, we commit to you. We humble ourselves before you. We thank you for this word, for this knowing how much it's going to hurt when we have to let go of our loved ones and, and how that makes it so much more important that we press in to help them to see the truth. We thank you and praise you for all that you're doing for us. We love you. Help us to be that light.